On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, I talk with Amelia Model from Promo Corner, and she talks about what it's like to do both content and sales. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a repeat guest and a good friend of mine. This young lady's name, Amelia Model. She's a VP of Sales at Promo Corner. Amelia, thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely, and thank you for calling me a young lady. <laughs> Absolutely. I only speak the truth here. Only speak the huh? truth. <laughs> So I was thinking about you, I, you've been on, on the show before and we've talked about sales and we've talked about content, mm -hmm. but I sort of love that you've taken sort of more of a lead role now in content at Promo Corner these days. So, you know, just about the evolution about that. Can you talk to me about that and have you gotten more comfortable with that role? Because I, I don't think you were super comfortable at first. Um, yeah, I'm working on it. So... <laughs> Really, we have just started um, doing a lot more content in general. Um, Promo Corner is putting a lot of content out, and with that, we all kind of brainstorm. So we have—I know you guys use—you you, know—we use Hangouts. So we do like a brainstorming session. Someone will put something out there, and all these chats will come up from it. Um, and sometimes it means I get thrown into the mix, or I get asked to do something, and I'm pretty much always game for it. Um, especially if we're doing chats late at night and we're all drinking. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they, um, put together the show or actually Brandon and Lori had this idea and they came to me and said, would you do? And I was like, sure. What's that look like? And they were thinking news anchor. So we had to kind of tweak it because I was getting really serious and they're like, no, that's not you. This we're we want that Amelia, not this Amelia. So had to kind of work around it. Um, so yes, I am getting more comfortable with it. And that's, that's kind of how it came. I told, I told you before while we were chatting, I'm kind of like an extra in a movie. So when they need me, I might be filling in like I was doing express train rights with Brandon, mm -hmm. doing one of my shows, I'm doing promo AM. So we just kind of all teamwork. Yeah. And I, you know, I think there's always a lesson in there. I think so many in your, I think you're a great example because you had, I don't know, the gift of gab with sales, right? That's just part of the role. And then you were uncomfortable over here. And I think it just is about flexing the muscle and doing it over and over again. You just get less apprehensive about it. You know that, you know, the building's not going to catch on fire and you're not going to, you know what I mean? You, you just get more comfortable with it. And uh, so I admire yeah. you for doing that. And in um, a day, it's going to go so far down the feed, no one will see more, so it's fine. <laughs> I love that. I love it. So in the, in, that's sort of what we were talking about is this new promo AM show. Mm -hmm. So you talked about the inspiration about it a little bit, so, but how's it been going? I mean, you, you talk a little bit about the program, so just in case somebody hasn't seen it, and then talk about how it's been going. Yeah, so promo AM started to kind of explain to suppliers and distributors what promo show is. So Promo Show is a virtual meeting space for suppliers and distributors. Um, suppliers have a booth. They can run it 24-7, have all of their information in it, and distributors can chat, ask questions, but they can also have that face-to-face -face meeting and still look and see. They just can't touch, which they could in person anyways. Um, so they can still do their demos and have the meetings while they can't go out. So we wanted to kind of share that. And when we started Promo Show, you know, it was a lot of conversations with suppliers re-saying the same information and having 
seeing what works well and what doesn't. So I thought it'd be nice to kind of interview people that are using the show, um, or maybe someone that has a good tip. I talked to Josette from Bay State, and we talked about lighting. We talked about displays and how to present. So trying to just not have everybody reinvent the wheel, but use things that other folks are doing to implement in their booth and give them a little bit of education about other people as well. Yeah. Well, again, anytime you're doing the, uh, content that creates value, uh, for mm-hmm. the folks that you're you're serving, that's always good. I, I I don't know why this just occurred to me, but I'm like, I bet the number of stolen samples has gone way down during this uh, this pandemic. So, uh, absolutely, I know everyone's like, I want to touch and feel it. I'm like, you can't do that anywhere. So uh, that's yeah, that's right. Shoving it right in front of the camera is as close as you're going to get, probably right now. Yeah, that's right. We have to ship them to you. Um, <laughs> well, cool. So, uh, quick final question for you. So, during the content, my guess is because I mean. Content, as you and I both know, takes a lot of time to create mm-hmm. and to promote. We were just talking, you know, the more you create, the less time you have to consume, all that sort of thing. But my guess is during this time, you still have a sales role to fill. So how have you been balancing those two roles? Uh, very carefully. We <laughs> A lot of scheduling and a lot of uh, emailing with Brandon, like, I'll get you that really soon if you can put it together for me. Um, the sales, it kind of goes hand in hand. So I'm talking to people, interviewing them. They're probably someone that I have a relationship with, maybe not. But you just, you do what you have to do. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I have a job. I still have to do this. This is just now part of my job. So it's just one more task to fill. Um, and as long as I plan it out and get somewhat strategic in my, my day, um, especially with recording, I'm really bad about wanting to get a workout in the day. So I don't dress up all the time. And I mentioned this before that I had to like go fix my hair all fast for this. So I try to do filming or anything that requires me to be on camera and try and do it in a few days. So I can easily have like that Friday where you just kind of have a messy hair day and go super casual. Yeah, no, I, you know, I think um, I have talked a lot about batching activities and how that can be really helpful. It's not only just from a time management perspective, but from a mental perspective. Like I find that if I'm writing, it's much easier for me to write the second blog than it really was to start the first because I'm in that kind of space. Um, And then the other thing you said that was interesting, I actually was listening to uh, Sam Cabert today as we're recording this, he was talking about podcasting on the um, the bites, the express yeah. training bites, express training bites. And one of the things he mentioned was, um, interviewing the, the secret to podcasting is interviewing your prospects, not necessarily, you know, uh, creating it just for yeah, the listener. You're selling to your guest as yeah. opposed to your audience, I believe is what he said. Yeah. And so I thought that was a super interesting point. It, it, it makes kind of fits in with what you're talking mm-hmm. about with promo and right? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, cool. You've answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me one question. Do you have one for me? I do. And it has to do with our conversation of interviewing. So you interview somebody, you do a weekly show as well. My question, it's actually two parts. One, do you always know the person you're interviewing? Do you have a relationship with them? Or sometimes is it just someone you wanted to to interview, but you don't really know them? Um, I would say much of the time, and I'd have to really think through, but I think there's a, a big percentage that I do know the person, or at least I know something about it. I will say that one of my more recent ones, I knew nothing about. And so when that happens, then I have to do uh, more research. One of the things 
uh, and you know this, you've seen some of our stuff is I try to ask everybody questions that are specific to them. Um, you know, and I've had the opportunity to interview John Lee Dumas and Seth Godin and some, you know, big folks like that. But even in that, I don't want to ask the same questions that every other person has always asked them. Um, though in some ways it's like going to a concert, you still want them to play their greatest hits, but you want to mix in some new stuff. So I try to do a little bit of research so that I customize, you know, each one of these shows to the person I'm talking to. And then, you know, candidly, I hadn't thought about what Sam was talking about. So I always am trying to create questions that have to do with what would provide value to the audience. So that's where I, honestly, I always say that the two things that take the most time with this are scheduling and coming up with the questions. Doing this part of it is fun for me. Um, and it doesn't take very much time. And the editing part is fun as well. But the preparation, that's where all the time's at. What the recipe for success? I was hoping you would say that you had this great plan of how you um, come up with your questions for people who don't know or how you stalk them on social media to find out about them. Because I do run into that with, I'm my pool is limited as to who I'm interviewing, obviously. So I'm working with people that I don't always know. They might be a national account manager and not the salesperson or the VP for that department. So coming up with a and having it be specific to that person, especially if you don't know their personality, does get a little, little tricky. Takes yeah, a it, take, it definitely takes some work. And, and generally, I spend time mostly on Facebook and LinkedIn and trying to look through their background of their career and then sort of, hey, if they're a fan of a certain team or, you know, if they create any content, any of that sort of thing kind of give me clues. And, you know, so many times for me, it's about just like, okay, if I can poke on a button where it seems like they're interested then it's just a matter of kind of throwing them a softball. And usually if they're kind of into it, then they'll run with it. So then I can just shut up. <laughs> that, that was my question for you. Cool. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much. I always appreciate chatting with you, Amelia, and I appreciate you taking the Love time. It. And uh, keep it up. Keep up the good work, okay? Thank you. Yeah, stay tuned. I think we have some more some more really cool things that will be coming out, and I may or may not be a part of it. Who knows? <laughs> All right, cool. You'll be an extra one way or another. I'll be an extra. I'll just be in the background waving. I love it. All right, cool. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. Bye.